Well, we want to welcome you to the Awakening Moments podcast today. And I am here with Rhonda. We are ready to dive into another wonderful conversation. And again, we're hoping for those awakening moments, those moments where we're like, huh, okay, I'm going to be thinking about that throughout the day today. God's speaking something interesting there that I need to understand or I need to know. And I thought today, Rhonda, it might be interesting to um, talk a little bit more about how to discern when we receive words from God. And again, words from God can come in so many different ways. We've talked about this before. They can come from other people. You know, someone's praying for us and they give us a word that they're sensing. They can come through prayer on our own. They can come through just a sense in our spirit. They can come through the scriptures. So many different ways that they they sort of come. But there's just the sense that God is like speaking something to us and that there's something deeper that we're supposed to unpack about that or understand about that. And I love how you and I over the years have done different things as we've received prophetic words like you know we've sat on it and meditated on it with the lord we've like unpacked what's the meaning of words what's god trying to speak we've looked to the scriptures to see what stories maybe line up with that particular word or to really try to understand there's so many different ways that we can unpack this but the reality is that like i i think it's so important for us to realize our own like infallibility really in even the receiving of words that that usually humanly our minds are going to go to a certain outcome of what that means but often the process of what God's doing looks different than what we imagine that it would and and I just I just think that's important for us to recognize up front so that when we're receiving words we don't get too far ahead on what we think it's going to mean and what we think it's going to imagine just so that we don't like sort of manipulate circumstances to to make a certain outcome of our own desire but that we really trust that if God's given us a word he's given it to us for a reason and that he's working out something and that we can trust him to bring it to fruition and I don't know about you but I have a bit of a process that I've used for a long time um really of how I work through and walk through different prophetic words that have come. Now, I fall into this every time. Whenever somebody gives me a word, especially if it's a word that really resonates in my spirit and I like gets me excited, like automatically my brain is already going to some sort of version of, you know, blessing and prosperity on the other side of it. I hear you. Right? I hear you. Yeah. I saw this hilarious like meme online about like, and I died laughing like where this like, you know, this caption said, dear God, um, in 2024, I'm praying for the year of prosperity and blessing, um, not the year of trials and tribulation. (laughs) (laughs) You know, like this is our human desire, obviously, even though we know that it's in the trials and tribulations that the most profound work happens in our hearts and in our lives. And I kind of wanted to take us to this story that I read in, um, Acts chapter 21. And in verse four, it says this, it says, having sought out the disciples, we stayed there for seven days and through the spirit, they were telling Paul not to go on to Jerusalem. 
So there's this group of people and they're with Paul and they're praying and they are full of faith and they're full of the Holy Spirit and they have the gift of prophecy. I mean, Paul, of all the apostles, he loves prophecy. He literally says, seek all the gifts, but especially that you would prophesy. I mean, he really loves this. And you see all throughout this chapter, various people using the gift of prophecy and they're all prophesying the same thing. Do not go to Jerusalem. Do not go to Jerusalem. And I love how it specifies the spirit of God, the spirit through the spirit they were telling. So they weren't doing it in their flesh. They weren't doing it just on their own making. They were telling him, don't go, don't go, because the result is going to be, you're going to be persecuted. You're going to die. Da, 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 Right. And so this chapter is almost comical because the title of the chapter is Paul goes to Jerusalem. <laughs> and in the whole chapter, they're literally like, saying, don't go, to him, don't go, don't go to Jerusalem. Don't go to Jerusalem. Right. And so I just started thinking about this because it's such an interesting thing how we can hear from God and we can get a word that's right and accurate and comes from the Holy Spirit. Yet sometimes we can have a wrong interpretation of the dream or of the word or maybe not even wrong is the right word to say, but maybe see it differently than it's meant and I just, I think that's going to, that's an interesting conversation that I want to dive into today about prophetic words. How do we discern them? How do we hear them? What's the lens through which we receive a word and how do we then give it back to God and really trust him to make it come to fruition? It's so interesting to say that because even sometimes we get a word, we think it's going to happen right now. And, Always. Right? Like even when you look at scripture, like perf one of the most prophetic books is Revelation, one of them. If you're studying Revelation, once you dive in deeper, you recognize even in one verse could be past, present, and future. That in one verse, all those things are happening. So sometimes when God gives us a word, it may not be that that was for this exact trip. It could have been for something completely different, completely a different outcome. So oftentimes we get a word, we really have to first off lay it down. I think that's the number one thing we have to do because like you said, Laura, I am guilty of this too. We get a word and we think this is going to happen like right away. And this is how it's going to happen. And oftentimes more often than not, it's not at all how I expected. And it takes way longer way than longer. I ever imagined. Yeah. Way longer. We're like, we're like talking years. years. Yeah. We're talking years here. Yeah. Like someone say, you're going to be doing this. And I'm like, woohoo next year, 20 years later, you're like, my goodness that word so long that you actually kind of forgot about it right? totally and then totally. It ha how many times has that happened you've walked into something you're like wait a minute yeah i, I had a word of the, this 15 years ago 20 that's years exactly ago. what yeah. you thought it was something else but all of a sudden the lord connected a dot you thought this word was for something completely different and like 15 20 years later you walk into something you're like oh my goodness that word i received was actually this and this is how God was going to do it. So I think all that to say, you're not going to get this right every time. And I think that's the point of the prophetic. We hear in part, we understand in part, but as part, the, the part is, is so beautiful is that we're exercising it. We're leaning in and we're allowing the mysteries of God to be revealed to us. And that's the heart that would say, God, speak what you, yeah, speak to us. And he does. And so how I, I've kind of interpreted words in my own life and how it's happened is, you know, it's going to happen different for everyone. I'm very visual. So I'll often be like, I don't know if this would be the best way I can describe it. I'll see a picture 
and I'll have almost like a movie scene come in front of me and I can see something happening. It would be like if right now, if you were to recall a movie, if I was to give you a movie and say, do you remember the scene? You're not watching on a TV screen, but in the back of your mind, it's like there's a projector that goes up and you can kind of see that scene unfolding in the recesses of your brain. It kind of feels like that for me in the prophetic. I'll be looking at something or walk into something or I'll be having time with the Lord and it's like a picture in the and the recess of my spirit begins to play and I see it and I'll write it down. And then what I'll do is I'll just sit on it and pray. And then I'll just start to like search in scripture. I'm not finding scripture. I'll be very clear here. I'm not finding scripture to back up a word, but I'm anchoring the word into the context of proper scripture, of contextual scripture, not just like I'm finding God told me this. So let me find out like a scripture that works looking at passages and books of scripture, chapters of scripture and saying, God, will you take this word? Cause everything aligns to the word of God. It all should align. And oftentimes as I wait on the Lord, he'll bring me either to a book of the Bible. He'll bring me to a portion of scripture of chapters of scripture where things begin to kind of line up and I can anchor a word in a scripture of some kind. And that's usually how I work. Now it may be opposite for you. You may receive a scripture and all of a sudden God just begins to just continually show you that scripture over and over. Like we've said a word, but for myself, this is how it happens. And like you've said, I have even till recently gone to the exciting side of it. But I think the question we've now been asking ourselves is, okay, God, I'm going to write this down, but how might you might, how might this be tested? Where might there be some refining spaces in my life? And may I recognize that there is two kingdoms at work here. We've got a promise of God that's taking place and we have an enemy that is going to do everything to rob, steal, and destroy the promise of God over your life in every shape and form, every way. So God allows us to walk through. And in that, there is a complete contested space of two kingdoms clashing, of God moving you through to a kingdom of, of fulfillment in his way, his timing with his covering. And there is an enemy that is out to ruthlessly. And the more you're in it, the more ruthless he becomes. I want you to know there is a merciless enemy that will rob every single iota of hope, joy, and peace in your life. And that is a contested space of what invitation we allow, but there's two kingdoms at war. And so in that, when we're walking with the prophetic, we often will not always like, we're not going to discern this perfectly, but as we walk it out, we can ask people invite, like this would be something, invite somebody in, say, this is a word, just begin to pray for me. I'm just, or if you're confused about a word, ask someone to pray with you, get some clarity, but get into the word of God. The word of God is sharper than any double-edged sword and it divides and it is literally going to bring clarity and truth. But if you're not into your word and you're just receiving words out of an air and you're trying to find scripture, no, that's not how it works. It's the word of God first and the prophetic kind of comes and affirms what God is doing. But the word of God trumps every single time and I cannot say this enough, the word of God. And so I think for myself, that's always been a comfort because God desires to bring truth. He's not trying to play hide and seek in the sense of like, I'm going to tease you and give you something and pull the rug out from you. He really is leading us along, but times it feels like he's a bit hidden and, but his word, he's given us his word. And so I would say, if you receive, however you receive the word, continue to be in the word, continue to test the word. And say, God, if this is not of you, thank you that you're just going to reveal what's in it. Like, show me what maybe there's an ulterior motive that maybe this is something I want because I've had that. I've done that. You have a word and you're like, oh, I'm going to actually feel like this is the word I want. 
and I'm going to fill this because I've had an ulterior motive. Ask the Holy Spirit to continually refine it, show you, examine your heart, lead you through, and God is going to reveal it to you. He is because he wants his voice to be strong. And as you walk this through in the contested space, so there's one thing we receive the word and that's unique to everyone. We now recognize anchor into the word and let share it with somebody and say, Hey, what does that confirm? Do you see that happening in my life? Ask someone you trust around you. This is what I'm believing for. This is what I'm kind of feeling. If you could just pray, if anything comes, let me know. But this is where I'm kind of stepping into. I just want you to know though, I think this is where it gets really um, foggy is when we're in that contested space. And when we get in that contested space, oftentimes, as we've talked about, everything opposite will begin to happen. And we think, did I really hear from God? Is this really true? Now, listen, if you're picking something you're desiring to be closer to God, he's going to use any word. So don't get too caught up in the prophetic word. Okay. Like if you want to grow closer to Jesus and you're intentionally pursuing Jesus, he is going to use any word you put in front of you and he's going to refine you and grow you. So don't put all this pressure on the word lean into Jesus, let the Holy Spirit do the work. That's where the, that's where all the weight should go. Okay. I just want to feel like a little pin note there, but as you're in that contested space, I feel like what's going to happen is you're going to have many, three voices happening. You're gonna have the voice of the enemy and the, your voice of flesh, which are super loud. And they're going to be yelling at you, everything accusatory. You're an idiot. You're what, how could you miss this? You're not strong enough. You're not godly enough that's not true that's That's never gonna happen exactly how could you say you're not who you are exactly you're gonna have to be very mindful that the quietest smallest voice is going to be the voice of your father because you're going to have to silence and dial down every single accusatory including your own voice and that's why the word of god is so important because it's going to be the word of God and it's going to be his voice. The quietest voice is you're going to have to hone in on, but it's going to be the hardest voice to hear in those moments because the accusatory of voice of the enemy yells and we actually match it. It's a yelling match of everything that is not of God. And I, I have and do experience that, but we can be mindful when we're starting to hear this, this line up with the word of God. Would I hear God telling me this? Yes. Yes. Would God say that to me? That's such a good question to ask, like actually to write down some of those accusations and then ask yourself, literally ask yourself, would God say this to me? Yeah. Is this how God would speak to me? Yeah. According, like look at his word and look at like trust his character that you know in his word. Would he? That's such a good question to ask yourself yeah. because you want to work towards that voice recognition, yes. that really being able to discern, okay, what is the voice of God in this? What is the voice of the enemy in this? And what is my own? What is literally my own insecurities, my own like real tape reel that just goes off in my head, that criticism, that self-criticism, that negativity, that like, you know, self-fulfilling prophecy, so to speak, that goes in my own head about myself. We want to be able to discern which is which. You can even make categories if you want and start to write down, no, that was me. That was me. That was rooted in me. Oh, God, I just break my flesh in Jesus' name. God, take that voice away. God, and and what is your truth? What is your truth? What do you really say about me? Counter that with the actual truth of the word of God because God's word has the highest authority. The highest. It has the highest authority in our lives. And so I think that's such a powerful practice. Yeah, I think that's so I think that's exactly what we're talking about. Like I love that you said write it down. Yeah. Find scriptures that 
counter that. Like, yeah, and you'll see that are the truth. And all of a sudden, you'll be like, oh, that's not God. That's yep. like completely yep. a lie. That's yep. a lie. That's a lie. The father of lie. He's going to drag you down with every lie he yep. can pull out of the book. Yep. So anyway, all that to say, it's uh, that's a really good practice to begin to do, and even to recognize when you're in Scripture that it's active and living as you're reading Scripture. How God is fulfilling that promise, and look, find an anchoring Scripture. Find that word through Scripture. Google the meaning of the scripture. Do everything possible to kind of surround yourself with the awareness of yeah. how this, even this word will yeah. evolve. It won't stay just in one little category. God's going to use it and it's going to evolve and move. And so I think these are just in powerful places. Mm-hmm. So once again, once don't put too much weight on the word itself. Yeah. Put the weight on, I'm going to use this intentionally to grow closer to Jesus. And the weight is on the Holy Spirit, the work he's doing. But then in that contested space, that is where it's going to be the hardest for you to anchor yourself into the word of God. And that's where it's going to be tested because you're going to need voice recognition and the word of God to be the final truth. And so those would be some quick little things that I would bring to mind. How about for you, Lori? Like, what would be your thoughts as you're yeah. walking this out? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think there's a couple of things that I would typically do. Like when I receive a word and, you know, we, we, we often get two types of words. Sometimes the words come um, and they really resonate in our spirit. Like we receive them, we're like, oh. Yes. Like we, we want it. We love it. It, it just confirms something. Maybe we were already sensing or it speaks to something, a deep, deep inner desire. And we just like want to embrace it fully. And then there's other words we receive and we're like, Hmm, I don't know what that means at all. Yeah. Like that. I, it doesn't necessarily have a connect, um, immediately there's two, like, and it's funny. It's funny how it is. Like God could be speaking something. Someone could share something with you. And you're like, oh, okay, interesting. In fact, recently I did receive a word kind of like that. I was like, huh, okay, okay, maybe, yeah. But I don't really know what it means. I don't really know exactly what it means. So this is what I would typically do when I receive a word is I never want to dismiss whether it's a word that I love and I'm like, oh, yes, (laughs) amen, (laughs) praise the Lord. Or it's a word that I'm like, not sure what it means. I doesn't, I'm not, I'm not, I don't really have like, it's not connecting to something. I really want to take those before the Lord and I really want to almost like give them back to him, you know? Yeah. Very, very similar to like you said, I I want to pray through it. I, I will meditate on it. I will write it down. I always write it down, especially if it's given to me verbally. If someone is already written down, wonderful. I, I will, I will meditate on it. I really pray through it and ask God and I, and I prayerfully pray, God, what of this word is from you and what is not? Yeah. And God, would you allow that whatever in this word is from you, that you would allow it to come to fruition in your time and whatever is not of you, would you just let it to fall to the wayside? I don't even want to remember it. Like, I don't even want it. Don't let it stick. You know, I really pray into that and I really want to discern that up front. And I don't really concern myself with having to figure that out. I just let, I just trust that God is at work in the midst of it. But the second thing that's so important is I make sure that it does line up with the word of God. So I don't want to do this discernment process and this like almost like giving it back to God without making sure that this does line up with who God is, his character and nature, what the word of the truth of what the word of God says and how could God want to be able to use this word. And as I go through that process and sometimes I take some time in it, depending on the word and depending on the impact of the word, this could be like a few months that I'm kind of sitting in this space and really just preparing my spirit for what God wants to show me in it, seeing if there's additional confirmations that God is doing and just resting in it. And then I file it. 
<laughs> I file it somewhere. Sometimes literally I file it somewhere in a journal, in my bi- back of my Bible, but I also file it mentally, like kind of mentally and spiritually in like the back of my mind, because I don't want the word to sit at the forefront. I don't want a word that has come to me to sit at the forefront of my mind and then me constantly looking for ways for this word to come to fruition. I want to actually just file it in the back and really just trust that God is going to work it out and he's going to bring it back to my remembrance when I need it. And and it's there's been enough over the years, over many years, that I recognize exactly what you were saying. Often the timing is not what I think it is. In the process of the discernment and in the process of really meditating on the word, I can sometimes think, oh, this is coming. I can, this is coming really soon. <laughs> but once I file it, once I put it back in the filing cabinet and I just leave it there and I say, God, you bring it back to my remembrance when I need it. And he's faithful. He does. I don't have to make it happen. So I don't have to worry about it. I don't have to strive. I can't anyways. I can't even if I tried. So I want to rest in that. I want it to bring comfort to me, strengthening to me as I go through the fire, as I go through trials, as I, you know, probably experience the exact opposite of the word first before I experience the fruition of the word. But in all of that process, I want it to be so, sort of in the back of my mind, not in the front of my mind, because I love to how you said, I want the word to draw me into relationship with Jesus. I want it to draw me deeper into intimacy, into trust, into dependency, not looking for the word to come to pass. Like it isn't actually about the word. It's just Again, just giving you just maybe a little bit of anchoring, a little bit of direction, a little bit of focus, a little bit of understanding. And the scriptures say we only see in part. So these words are coming like it's a glimpse. It might not even be literal. It might be figurative. It's we're just getting like a tiny. These words are a tiny, tiny, tiny glimpse. And one of two things often happens when we receive a word sometimes, and this is, or I'm just going to pull it back to our story, which I think was sort of happening in this story. So as the story rolls out in, in, in this chapter in Acts, you see all of these groups of people saying to Paul, don't go to Jerusalem. This is what's going to happen. And he finally says, do you think I'm afraid to lose my life for the sake of Christ? Like, do you think that I have any fear of that whatsoever? I don't. This is what God has called me to do. I know what he's called me to do and I'm going to do it. And I'm not afraid of the outcome. I'm not afraid. And then it says they accepted what Paul had said and, and rested, like rested in their spirit. And they trusted God's word in his life. Now, in the midst of as we receive a word from God, often as the recipient of the word, we can share it with somebody, share it with the person that it's for, share it as we see it. But then often what we do is we add our interpretation on it right away. Right. So we'll be like, this is the picture I got. Then we add what we think the interpretation of that word is. <laughs> we I don't know why we do that. Like you and you see this all the time. Like you can hear somebody and they're like they're sharing a word, a picture, and then they're telling you what they think that means <laughs> after. And most of the time, like the picture is probably exactly what you're supposed to share. And the rest is probably not. But we feel like we need to explain it a little bit. We need to like it sounds weird. Give some direction we can, to yeah, it. Exactly, right? But we do this on the interpretation side too. 
we receive the word and then we begin to say what we think that word means. Wow. So we, so we do that on both sides of the equation. And this is where we need the discernment piece to be able to go like, okay, God, which part of this was from you? And then which part of it is, do I need to just rest in what it's going to look like as you see fit? period. Not what I think it's going to look like, not what they think it was going to look like, but as you see fit, because we can get these senses as we're walking with people, like even things like, and we'll say this, like, I see God enlarging your tents. I see him increasing favor on your life. I see an increase of authority on your life. Well, immediately we might begin to say what we think that means. What does an increase of authority mean? What does the enlargement of my tents mean? And, and often for us, it means like, again, it's in this, in this realm of prosperity and blessing and like, you know what I mean? More favor with people, a bigger platform, da, 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 da. So often God is doing this work in such the deepest recesses of our hearts. Like he's doing it like almost underground in a sense because of the pl- the p- place and position he's preparing us to walk in, we need that work to be done. And it's less about the platform. It's less about the masses. It's less about, but so often we, that's the only grid we have to kind of explain or understand. I see many people coming to Christ through you. So then we, we think we're going to be on a platform. Not in fact, probably not. You're probably just going to be sitting at the bus stop and in the grocery store and one person at a time leading people to Christ. And then over the course of the next, the last 10 years, you've led a hundred people to Jesus. Like we, we immediately want to say what we think this is going to look like based on sort of what we understand, but God is doing something often that's so much deeper than what we can truly, truly see or understand. Mm -hmm. So I think that's a great part of the considerations as we're processing these words. And, um, and yeah, the last, the last piece I think in the testing phase of, of words is obedience. Yeah. Just be obedient to what God's asking you to do. Period. That's it. Just continue to take obedience. Yeses, obedient steps to what God's asking you to do, whether it has anything to do with the words you've received or not, your obedient yes is part of your preparation for the fulfillment of all that God wants to do in your life. Mm-hmm. And so if you're sitting on words that you've been sitting on for a long, long time and feel discouraged in that, can I just encourage you, just allow your trust in the person of Jesus and the person of the Holy Spirit, just allow your trust to increase today. Just say, God, I trust that you are at work even in ways that I cannot see. You are at work and you will bring to fruition exactly as you see fit. And I don't have to make this happen. I don't have to be discouraged because this hasn't happened the way that I thought it would or according to the way that this person prophesied over me. We can just lay all of that to rest and trust that God is working and he's going to work. And his fulfillment just might look different than what you think it's going to look like. I love that. So be encouraged as God is speaking to you, as you're receiving words, but even as you're maybe for the first time pursuing a word, you're saying, I've never done this before. Well, sit and just say, okay, God, I'm going to just believe that you're going to give me a word. And like we've said, it'll come in very different ways, but God's going to give you something. It might be a scripture that just keeps coming up and there's a one word. It's almost like it highlights or wraps around your heart, or there's an attribute that God puts in your heart that you're like, I really want to learn more about Jesus in this. So just let the Holy Spirit do the work. There's no there's, there's not only one way. It's just, I love it. You said that, Laura, it's just a little tiny bit of a direction 
for us to draw closer to Jesus. That's all it's about. And so may you be encouraged as you're listening to this, that this is a really beautiful space to be able to lean into and be able to test and be able to discern. And uh, we just are believing that God's going to do something new and fresh in all of you. So God bless you today. Mm -hmm.